When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And this is something that people have kind of come at me before. I am not the kind of educator coach who is just going to like give you a template and tell you to get on with your day. I don't believe in that. I believe that the answers are really within us. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today is a healthy business episode, which if you haven't seen one of these yet, they're just kind of chilled out chatty conversational episodes where I talk more about sort of mindset and lifestyle of entrepreneurship. So go ahead and grab a snack, a drink. I've got my water over here so I can stay hydrated. And let's talk about finding your entrepreneurial superpowers. I am a big believer that every entrepreneur, every freelancer, every person really has their own unique set of superpowers. And when I say that, you know, you might be like, what are you talking about? I can't fly. I don't have cool costumes. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I mean that we all have something that makes us uniquely us, something that might be maybe a natural advantage, an unfair advantage, a competitive advantage that we uniquely have. And when you combine those strengths together, you get this sort of really original and unique recipe that is your entrepreneurial journey, that is your business, that is your unique delivery, your unique style, etc. And one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about finding your entrepreneurial superpowers and really honing in on them, it's twofold. One, I really don't like copying in the entrepreneurial world. One of my favorite books is by Austin Cleone. It's called Steal Like an Artist. I've referenced it so, so often. And one of the things he says, I have a quote pulled up. Actually, it's not a quote. It's a a picture on his Instagram. It says, my book isn't called Steal from an Artist. A good thief steals from many and transforms their thievery into something new. The premise behind his book, if you haven't read it, I do suggest you get it though, is there's no like 100% unique and original ideas nowadays. There's been so many things that have been done over the years and we all take inspiration from the music we listen to, the art we see, the people around us, the content we consume, etc. But to do it like an artist, to steal like an artist is to really make it your own. It's not to just copy and swipe a template and, you know, copy somebody's exact format, word for word, copy the names of people's businesses and products that they offer, right? So that's something that I'm very passionate about. I also was inspired to record this episode today because yesterday I was sitting out, I was reading A Tribe Called Bliss, another book that I like and I've, I've read a few times. The main reasons we give all of our power and decision making over to a coach are parents, partner, teacher, friends, you name it, is because we aren't ready to fully take ownership of our choices and the current reality they created. It's easier to blame someone else who told you what to do than to own the responsibility of your actions and your situation. Uh, She goes on to say, if you're looking for a guide besides yourself, use the one who refers back to you and leads you to your own answers. And this is something that people have kind of come at me before, been not happy with me about, is that 
I am not the kind of educator, coach, um, leader, if you will, who is just going to like give you a template and tell you to get on with your day. I don't believe in that. I believe that the answers are really within us. The more of me that I have injected into my business, original, unique me, the more my business has thrived. The more that I've kind of leaned on other people's ideas and copied, if you will, it's I've just been, you know, a flash in the pan. I've just been one in many and I don't stand out and it's not interesting and people don't care. So that's number one, why I am passionate about finding your superpowers. Number two is that you have to learn how to think like an entrepreneur and eventually you're gonna run out of people to copy. If that's my whole strategy, I'm just gonna copy this, copy that. Eventually you're gonna run out of people to copy and you're not gonna have work or things to create anymore. So that's number one. Number two, the second reason I'm passionate about finding your entrepreneurial superpowers is because you really run the risk of not feeling fulfilled if you simply copy what other people are doing. The fact is there are thousands, probably millions, I don't know, of different professions out there and there always has been. There's always been farmers and hunters and craftsmen and tailors and artists. Like there's always been so many different careers. Why would we think that's any different for the world of business, specifically online business? There are lots of different ways that you can make money. It's an amazing opportunity and an amazing world that we live in right now. Why would we think that there's a one size fits all for everybody? And I see this often, uh, you know, I'll see people who try to hustle like Gary Vee and they're like, I can't do it. He's having meetings at 10 p.m. at night. He's like never taking time off. He, I think he said at least at one point, I haven't watched him in a really long time, but I know at one point he said he could get by on like six or five hours of sleep or something like that. That's okay. Like I actually don't really like necessarily all of the like hustle culture hate because I don't think that hustle culture is actually bad for everybody. To be honest, I think some people really like that. I'm a little bit in the middle. I don't believe in like taking meetings at 10 p.m. and never taking days off, but I I can go pretty long and pretty pretty hard when it comes to work. And I know that not not everybody is wired that way and not everybody enjoys that. You know, people who have entirely passive income streams or they don't work in their business at all, they have just people under them who do everything. They probably look at me and are like, "She is not making smart decisions." but I really enjoy it. I think there's kind of this myth in the online business world that coaches and people who make passive income are like superior or smarter business people than those who are out there actually working for their supper. And that's just not true. Some people really enjoy doing it. Some people are better at doing it. Not everybody is equipped to be a coach or an educator and so on. So like I said, all of us have them within us. We all have superpowers. We all have things that make us uniquely us. And I wanna share with you a few ways that you can go about finding them. I know that I've said this before on this podcast, but young you knew. Leaning into your inner child is really powerful and you can find out a whole lot about yourself and your future by getting to know your inner child and going back to when you were young. The thing is, when we were young, when we were children, we didn't have these 
superficial expectations. We weren't jaded. We weren't hurt yet. You know, children at their core are good. They are optimistic. They are warm. They are loving. They are full of ideas. You know, they don't stop talking and asking questions. They're curious. These are all really positive things. And when the world sort of has its way with us after 20, 30, 40, 50 years, it's natural that we start to make decisions that are based on either what other people are doing, what other people's expectations are of us, um, what's trendy, what's popular, what's easiest, right? Like the, the, the right way for us might not always be the easiest way or the, the quickest way to make money. If you go back to what you loved when you were young, you can sort of take some of those layers of expectations and being jaded away. And one of the ways that I recommend doing this is one, you can just think, you can journal back to when when you were a child and kind of try to think about like, What did you like to do? What do you remember? What are your most vivid memories that you have? Some of mine are like singing in at recess by myself. We had like this jungle gym kind of thing, like this treehouse almost sort of thing. And I would like sing by myself in there like weirdo. No, I'm just kidding. Always like marching to the beat of my own drum. Always very independent, very alone, which isn't always necessarily good, but I enjoyed myself. People now look at me and they're like, why Why don't you like being social? You know, it's always like, why, what's wrong with you? But when I was a kid, that was how I had fun. Um, it was you know, recording the radio and pretending to be a radio DJ with my sister. It was, you know, just being creative, doing things like that. One of my favorite projects that I ever made, it was a magazine. We had a magazine assignment in third, well, I was in second grade, but it was the third grade English class. They made me go in that class, which stressed me out. We got to make a magazine about whatever we wanted and I chose black history. And like, I put my heart and soul into that. So I was a little magazine editor and a little, you know, editorial person. And those are all things that totally make sense for the career that I'm in today, right? Look at pictures, you know, ask your parents if they have any pictures that you can find and and see like what you were like and what you enjoyed doing. Now, I know that not everybody has this like rosy past and I didn't either. So sometimes this can be painful work, but if you can, I think it can really help you out. Another thing that really helps me is going back to where I spent time as a child. So I live in a place, it's not too far, it's like three hours from where I grew up, but it definitely doesn't feel like home. You know, it's not it's not my home. And so whenever I do go to my hometown or the town that I was born, or even the town, the city where I sort of came of age, uh, DC, and had like my first adult experiences, I always get this spark of inspiration and like creativity and optimism that I hadn't felt in a long while. Another thing, that you can do is rely on some sort of test or assessment to help you pull out some of your strengths. My favorite is the Clifton Strengths Test. I actually did a whole video all about mine. I'll link it if anyone wants to kind of take the deep dive into it. But yeah, it's just basically a series of questions and it gives you, I think it gives you up to 35 strengths and it kind of emphasizes on your top five, which I can read to you. My top five are relater. So this means that I enjoy close relationships with other people. I find deep satisfaction in working hard with friends. So I really like partnership. In when I took this test, I was like, I had, I had been feeling like I needed to hire sort of a right-hand person for a long time. I'd worked with a lot of contractors and people here, here and there, but 
I had been tossing around the idea of really hiring a number two, you know, to my position. And that was kind of the push that I was like, I need that. I really need somebody who I can confide in, somebody who can, who I can really trust to be in it for the long haul. Activator. I believe that only action can make things happen, which is absolutely true. I talk about winging it. I shared that book recently by Emma Isaacs. Like you just got to do things. You just got to get in there. You can fix things. You can adjust things later down the road, but you just got to get in there and do things. Achiever. I don't think I need to really explain that one. I like to achieve things. Maximizer is transforming something strong into something superb or excellent and futuristic. People often look to futuristic people to see their visions of the future. We're always always thinking ahead. We're always kind of thinking long term. So with those strengths, I can start to piece those together and say, okay, when you take this test, they actually give you like way more in-depth sort of explanations for each of these. And they even talk about different career paths and things like that, that people with these strengths tend to excel in. And for me, definitely like maximizer makes sense to be working directly with people as a coach, as a mentor, as an educator, because I can take a business that, you know, they got an idea, but let's make it something that's amazing. Let's make you a lot of money. Let's do all the things. Same for activator, right? It's hard to be a coach. It's hard to be an educator if you are really stagnant and you're really always second guessing everything. I just have to make decisions on the fly. Same for social media management. I just sometimes have to be like, you know what, we're po- we're posting this and we're going to ask for forgiveness later if I'm if we're not sure or you know, this seems like the right decision in this moment. You have to kind of think on your feet. That's a, a really good assessment that I um recommend, but there are others that you can look into too. I mean, this might be way woo-woo for people. I I like astrology. Getting my birth chart done professionally for the first time was really eye-opening for me as well. I know not everybody believes in that. And I wouldn't say that I'm like all in on astrology, but I do think that it can be interesting. I definitely don't read my horoscope. I don't believe in it from that aspect necessarily, but I do enjoy birth charts. I think that there is some interesting things that can be learned from that. One of the interesting things from my birth chart the last time I got it read was like I would make a lot of money in international business, which was so interesting because at that point, it's not it's not so true today, but at that point, like all of my clients were overseas. So it's just kind of interesting. One that I also really enjoy is human design, finding your human design type which I have mine here too. I'm not going to like read all the details. My type is the manifesting generator, which is a multi-hyphenate, multi-passionate person who is here to do and accomplish many diverse things. You can learn about your, your strategy and how you process things and how you respond to things, your digestion type, your, your strongest sense. It's kind of an interesting one. Similar to that, my next tip is to just find your inner rhythm. And this isn't necessarily like a test. I mean, I'm sure there probably are tests and assessments and things like that that you can do. But for me, it's really just like listening to myself and trying different routines, trying different things out to see what suits me the best. You know, as simple as are you an introvert or are you an extrovert? If you're an introvert, you might be a great, you know, self-paced course creator, but not a great public speaker or not a great coach, you know, one-on-one coach, because then you have to work with people and and you're going to get really drained by working with all those people. Uh, Morning or night person, you know, do you want to work a job and work directly with clients where you're going to need to work pretty much a nine to five schedule to be available for your clients or 
is that like not doable for you? Do you need to be able to work at night and work on your own stuff? Do you enjoy being more active or more passive? You know, do you really enjoy your leisure time, your family time, your personal time, your self-care time? Or do you want to just be go, go, go again, fueling yourself, getting energy from working with your clients, getting satisfaction and working with your clients? Like these are all things that can really help you understand what motivates you. You should really, you know, in turn create a business around because those things are really important. I mean, it's not a one size fits all thing. Like I said, I think sometimes people criticize like hustle culture. They criticize Gary Vee. They criticize, you know, all these things because they're so toxic, but I don't think they really are toxic for everybody. Truthfully. I also don't believe that you're a smarter business person. If you make passive income, it's funny because in one of my mastermind groups that I'm in, I was actually talking about how I wouldn't be able to do one-on-one coaching, at least for the next little bit, because I'm teaching the accelerator, which takes a lot of my time, a lot of my energy. One of the mastermind members was like, oh my gosh, well, how are you going to get like, like, do you want to quit that? Like, I would never want to quit one-on-one coaching. And even though I do love one-on-one coaching, I am happy to be letting it go for right now because it does take up a lot of my energy and I feel way more fueled by talking to that large group than by one person. It's really strange, especially considering I am introverted. You would think the opposite maybe, but, um, that's just what works for me. So again, I don't think that you are not being a good business person. If you want to take one-on-one clients and you want to work You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And so often if we were just looking and copying what other people are doing, what other people say that we should be doing, what other people look at as a smart business strategy, we're not going to be fulfilling ourselves. That may not be realistic for ourselves and our unique needs and skill sets. So once you find your unique entrepreneurial superpowers, it's really time to put them into action and start dreaming up what your your ideal, what your dream business is going to be. Now, to be fair, you might have to kind of put in that work to begin with. I started my career as a social media manager. Is that 100% ticking every box for every strength that I, I have? Maybe not necessarily, but I put in that work to get the experience, to pay my dues essentially, while leaning further and further into the things that really, really fulfilled me as I was doing that. There have been so many people that I've worked with through the Social Media Management Accelerator, through one-on-one coaching, through the Freelance Friday Club that have started being like, hey, I found one of your videos on social media management. I wanted to make money for my, you know, from home. So I started doing that. And in a year, they're opening a photography studio or they are becoming a mindset coach or they are doing something a little bit different, becoming a copywriter, a content creator, whatever the case may be. So I think like finding a place where you can start that maybe encompasses a lot of these different superpowers and then being able to sort of lean more into one as you sort of get into it a little bit is where I started and probably a good place to start for you as well. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know. I would love to hear from some of you about what some of your superpowers are, what some of your biggest strengths are, how they tie into whatever it is that you're doing today. I don't even think I ever necessarily said what mine are, but for me, I think one of my biggest superpowers is activator at just just doing stuff, just not thinking too hard, using my intuition. And I don't want to say making things up as I go, but making, making tough decisions without 
all the answers, you know, thinking very independently and very intuitively. I also think listening is one of my superpowers. I think a lot of people, they listen to respond. They listen because it's polite, but they don't actually care (laughs) about what the other person's saying or really actively listen. There's a difference between hearing words and, and, and actively listening and internalizing those things. So I think those are probably two of my biggest superpowers. But like I said, I'd love to hear yours and I hope you enjoyed this episode. A reminder that the Social Media Management Accelerator is on its way to opening the doors. You don't want to miss out. You can save your spot by clicking the link down below. They will go fast. We have limited seats in the program. And if you didn't know, the Social Media Management Accelerator is a program for social media managers and people who want to become social media managers. It's eight weeks. We meet three times a week in a group format. You also have small mastermind groups, which are completely invaluable. You get to know one another, bounce ideas off of one another, and we go through a pretty in-depth curriculum of all things social media management. We talk about social media copywriting, social media graphic design, strategy, of course, reporting, analytics. We have some guest experts. This session, which I'm so excited about, they're going to be helping us out by teaching lessons on Google Analytics and Reels and TikToks and mindset also. So it's going to be a really good time. And yeah, you can save your spot down below. Thanks so much for tuning in today. And I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Show notes for this episode are available at latashajames.com slash podcast and contain all of the links I may have mentioned today, as well as an invitation to join my private Facebook group, the Freelance Friday Podcast Community. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon.